Whoa! Welcome back, Vino. We're here. What's up, man? <laughs> this feels like it's been a millennia. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since we podcast. We'll just say life has gotten in the way of some things, so we're trying to get ourselves back on track to make this more regular, because I know there's a few of you out there that listen to us on a regular basis, and we don't want to let you down. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, too, is, you know, the summertime, uh, we always say that we're going to we have a plan of attack, and then the summer comes, and it's like, whoops. <laughs> oh, that went fast. <laughs> we're, we're like the government when in Independence Day, when the aliens come, we're like, yeah, we're fine. And then it's just, you know, all hell breaks loose. So, but yeah, we're uh, back. Yeah. And we're going to talk about movies because why not? It's been, it's been a know, good summer of movies so far. It has. And, and, but, and I was just telling you this, it's like, it's been a good summer of movies, but it doesn't have that same feel. And I know we've talked about this before where, you know, the summer blockbuster, that was the thing to do. You know, we'd line up, you know, I remember you and I lined up to go see Revenge of the Fallen, the transform second Transformers movie. And sorry, you know, it's just one sad. of those <laughs> you know, sorry. But I mean, you know, it, it used to be you had to line up, you had to get there early if you wanted good seats. And, you know, we've talked about the picking your seats and how it's a benefit and everything like that. But since, I, I can never go back to theaters where I have to just show up and hope I get a seat where I want. I've done right. If I get, pick, my, pick my seat ahead of time. I don't even bother. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still ingrained to me to get there a little bit early, you know, just just to get the snacks and stuff. But. I'm not even kidding. You're, just just for our audience's recollection, you're you're talking to Derek, the guy here. You can pre-purchase tickets with a seat to a movie, and he's there 35 minutes before to make sure he gets a good seat. Not 35 <laughs> minutes before. No, only maybe 15. 25. 15. No, you want to be know. in. You you want to be in the theater fifteen minutes before. You got to be at the theater and have your snacks and bathroom break taken care of and in the seat fifteen minutes. Look, before. if I I gotta see what <laughs> I gotta see what Maria Munoz is up to. If I'm going to Cinemark, I, if I'm going to Alamo, I gotta watch the fun little you know things that they do before the Alamo. You know, it's 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 it's, it's worth going. Anyway, I digress. Um, but you and I were talking. It seems like the movies have kind of. I mean, they not kind of. They have faltered since the pandemic and we've talked about this before about how you know streaming kind of took over for big blockbusters but movie theaters just have not felt the same until this summer and everybody well not everybody but a huge lot of people thought mission impossible was going to get people back into the theaters it wasn't it was barbie hence why i'm wearing pink i have been trying to get tickets for barbie i was i was dumb and i didn't get free get them ahead of time Last week, I was like, oh, I'm going to go. Saturday sold out. Sunday sold out. And that was at one, two, three, four, five different theaters around me that it was sold out. Like, I could sit right up on the screen. And I was like, geez. And this was, like, damn near every time, too. And I was like, this is crazy. I haven't seen hype like this for a movie in a long time. And here's the thing. It's not just hype. That movie lives up to the hype. Unfortunately, I still have not seen it. But my wife and my daughter have. I got them tickets. I really want to see it. I've been wanting to see it, but I let them get the, because there's only like two seats next to each other. It's like, okay, you guys go. You're going to like it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was way better than I thought it had a chance of being and uh, much more entertaining, much more thought-provoking, much more, uh, you know, adult. I, I think some of the marketing missed for Barbie because the movie itself is not aimed at kids. The movie's aimed at... 20, 30, 40 somethings that grew up around people that played with Barbies. Yeah. But all the places we were trying to find because the, the, the kiddo wanted to go and sort of go get a Barbie shirt. And we looked around and looked at all the women's clothing and there's nothing everywhere. They have eh, like, we'll, we'll take Walmart, for example. 
Every piece of Barbie marketing they had was put on a cardboard end cap in the toy section, the back of the store. If you did not venture to the toy section, there was not a Barbie thing anywhere. I think that's changing now. But yeah. I, I think much like myself, most of us that yeah, we're going to have a Barbie movie. It's going to be, you know, on par with a very Brady sequel and we'll sell a couple weekends of tickets and everyone will move on. And that'll be the end of that. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing, too, is you got to look at the past movies from the Hasbro, Hasbro, Mattel, you know, toy universe thing. If Transformers was huge. Right. But then Michael Bay kind of ruined it. And like those movies progressively got worse. And then Bumblebee came around and kind of researched at that. But I don't know. I didn't hear much about Rise of the Beast. You and I saw that and it was fantastic. Mm, one of the one of the, one of the better ones the franchise has put out at all. <laughs> and I wish that there was more hype for that in the theater, because of, when I saw it in the theater, it was it was empty, basically. Um you know, and then you look at Battleship, that was a flop of a movie. The G.I. Joe movies were flops. You know, it's just, you know, I think there was a lot of hesitancy behind this. But I will say, like, the trailer did enough to keep me intrigued and didn't look too, you know, over the top. And I was like, okay, I kind of dig this. And then I think the marketing with Oppenheimer and Barbie, they blew that out of the water. Mm-hmm. Whoever started mashing, I mean, it's just like when Doom and Animal Crossing came out um, during the pandemic, actually, back in 2020, like those were coming out the same day and people started, you know, because it's this cute little thing and it's this really hardcore demon thing and you put them together and it makes, it's fun. Mm. And I think that's what people were doing with Oppenheimer and Barbie. It is just, it was great. Well, how many people do you know that saw them the same weekend? A lot of people did. I, I, I think a lot of movie studios fall into their, the grace is what everyone used to be like it, it goes back to an old back from our radio days uh let me take us back there for a minute explain to people going there's this these huge festivals that happened near us there was the shine frontier days and the Greeley stampede both big huge radios and concert series and since we were the radio stations we were part of the concert series planning and stuff on those things and i remember sitting in a meeting and the hands down declaration on one side of this was if people are going to a concert this summer, they're only going to go to one concert. So we're going to make it ours. So we have to make it big. And for years, as it was, because for a lot of people, there's one thing go out. And years ago, people went to the movies. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to a movie this month. That'll be the one we see. Modern day and age, people that love movies are at the movie theater multiple times a week sometimes. So well, especially to do movies competing with each other is baloney because if they're good, people will go see them. No one's going to say, oh, Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. Oh, well, I only have time to see one of them, so I guess I'll wait for the other one to come out on home video. Like, <laughs> Well, and I think that's the thing, too. I think, you know, with the way that some theaters are doing things like Alamo, for instance, um, I have the Alamo Pass, which is 20 bucks a month. I can go to as many movies as I want by myself. If I want to take other people, I can just buy their ticket, right? I have unlimited movies, so I can go see... Barbie and then go right into Oppenheimer if I have the tickets ahead of time or anything like that. But I also think too, like you said, you know, it was growing up, it was, oh, you know, this movie's coming out and this movie's coming out. I don't know if we're going to have time to see both of them. So maybe we can see it in the cheap theater, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe we can wait an eternity for it to come out on VHS. And I think kind of now the way it did it, it went to where you had to choose one and then it went to, you know, when people started being able to pick their seat and everything like that, it went to, oh, I could do multiple movies. You know, I can get dinner there. I don't have to worry about dinner at home. I can get dinner at this movie and then we can go right to this one or, you know, that type of thing. 
And then with the pandemic and streaming, it became this movie's in a theater. Do why do I want to see it in the theater when I know it's going to be streaming in a month? You know, mm-hmm. and I think, I think with the big blockbusters, you know, there's some of them that are still, you know, in the theaters that are doing well, like Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible and that. But with Barbie and Oppenheimer, it feels like I don't want to say the heyday of movies, but if it, it felt more like how it felt when we were growing up, you know, like oh, two big movies, let's let's go see. You know? and, and people are excited to see the movies themselves. I, yeah. I, I feel like this has always been the, the hill I've been wanting to die on for years of studios with these huge celebrities and they make these summer blockbusters for the sake of being blockbusters. They make mm-hmm. these tentpole movies and everyone's going to go see it because it's got this actor in it and we put this much money to marketing. It's going to be the biggest event of the summer. What's the movie about? Ah, we got somebody working on the back. They'll come up with something. Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, how many times too did you did you see uh, you know like the hype? I mean, Transformers is one that comes to mind just because that one hurt us so much. But mm-hmm. it was the hype of like this this movie's block a Die Hard, Live Free Die Hard. That's another mm-hmm. one. Like this movie's big blockbuster. Blah blah. blah. You're like, yeah, you go see it, and it's just a generic action movie with some big name actors. You're like, that was entertaining, mm-hmm. but eh, yeah, I mean, you know. it, it insert. I, I, I like a lot of Dwayne Johnson movies, but insert three quarters of the action movies he's been in. They've been huge summer blockbusters, and every single one of them is like, well, oh, yeah, it's like a generic TNT action movie you could see in USA Up All Night. Like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is like, what does what makes it a blockbuster anymore? Like right now, it used to be like if you're to see one movie this summer, it's going to be this, and that they were kind of competing with each other. Like it was some big movies. You're like, oh yeah, these are these are some good ones, and then it kind of dwindled to where they were just throwing big name action stars or big name actors in general into movies, and you're like, eh. The only reason it's a blockbuster is because it had nothing to go up against. Yeah, yeah. Why, why is it a blockbuster? Because you paid that guy 120 million dollars to be in it. That's why it's yep. a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I honestly think like this, like, I don't know, the, the marketing that they did with Barbie and Oppenheimer just, it made me feel kind of nostalgic. I was like, all right, I remember this. Well, I have to be, I was excited about it too, because you mentioned back in the day, we'd go wait in line for movies and go to theaters and there'd be people dressed up for opening weekend and people out there yep. camping out for lines stuff like that. And it's been a long time since we've seen any of that. I've seen people waiting in line for opening day for something, but you know, they're standing in line for a, a, a little while before it opens and that's it. But at the Barbie movie we went opening weekend and the, the kid and the wife made some Barbie t-shirts on the cricket machine because it was kind of fun for them to do. And we showed up and at the theater, when I saw it, at least a third or more of the people there were dolled up in, you know, I, I don't want to say costumes, but Barbie outfits, Barbie inspired outfits, pink shirts, pink hats, pink jackets. Like some of them had bags of dolls. Some of them brought their Barbie dolls with them. Like, middle-aged women that had the Barbie from when they were a kid that they brought to the movie because it's like, I've been waiting a gener- generations to see this. And everyone was just excited to be like, oh, cool. And 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 the vibe going in, I think a lot of people had the, this is probably going to suck, but it's going to be fun. All right, let's go see it anyway. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, is that you, you nailed it. It's like, it was one of those ones where since I couldn't get tickets to go see Barbie, I went and saw Insidious, you know? I was like, oh, let's see what this is. I got the free ticket. But it was fun going into to see it and I'm just seeing people just decked up you have the people in like prom dresses you have the people just wearing like pink and it's everybody I'm like I wonder what they're seeing you know and mm-hmm. it is, it's fun and you know that some of them too wore the pink going to Oppenheimer which makes it even better mm-hmm. and I, it's just it kind of just makes you smile seeing that mm-hmm. 
It's, it's, it's like we talk about all the whole Get Geekish mantra stuff like that. People are excited. Even if you hate Barbie and think Barbie was the worst movie ever, you look at all the people that are that excited about it and you'd be like, yeah, I'm glad you guys are having a good time. Like, I, I'm not into it, but you guys uh, look like you're having a blast. Cool. Like, there, there's just that much, like, passion for it. But it just, it, like, brings me back, like, if this movie would have launched in, like, the, the mid-90s, right, early 2000s, would it have done so well? I don't know, because, you know, with the whole Barbie thing, like, I think Barbie's cool now, just like a lot of geeky stuff is cool now, but it would, it would have been nice to see, you know, remember what, like, when Phantom Menace hit the theater and everybody's decked up, like, Jedis and, you know, Sith Lords and all that. It was just like that seeing a line of people. I think that would have been kind of cool, too. You just seen a wave of pink. I mean, what? The Barbie movie caused a shortage because they used so much pink. Right? Yeah, they because the, 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 the Barbie pink is a very specific color, and they were they had to buy up thousands and thousands of gallons of that paint for all the set work. So that particular color was really hard to get. I might even still be. I don't know. But <laughs> 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 Got some supply line issues with the super pink paint. Right. But I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's fun to see a movie live up to the hype. It's been it's been a long time since we've seen a movie live up to that. I mean, there was a lot of hype for Mission Impossible, but the the hype behind that one was they just kept showing that motorcycle stunt over and over and over and over again. All the marketing was just that stunt, and I'm like, is there nothing else to this movie? And I'm not gonna say too like it wasn't a bad movie. It was a Mission Impossible generic action movie, which was fun to watch for. But I wish they would have marketed better. That it was three freaking hours long. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's three hours long, and it's part one. <laughs> that part yeah. of my brain. We went to go see it at the drive-in and showed up like, oh, we got down with them. Like, it's 1235 at night. What the heck happened? Because <laughs> I was thinking it's Mission Impossible. We'd be like hour and a half, two hours at most. Like, okay, you got some, act- some car chases, some action. Okay, we'll do our thing. But just it was a long movie. <laughs> but that's where that's where I think like movie theaters have gotten kind of late or a movie not theaters well maybe theaters but you know production in general where they kind of got lazy with the marketing was you know Transformers Rise of the Beast I feel like needed better marketing it deserved better marketing I'll put mm-hmm. it that way for what it was like they just made it look like it was a generic robot beat em up well I mean it is kind of but like <laughs> it was more in the nostalgia factor and more true to the actual transformer stories the mission impossible one they just got lazy and they're like yeah you know tom cruise does all his crazy own stunts right check out this one and it's just like i'm not kidding every single thing i saw for marketing on that was that stupid motorcycle jump but i'm like okay i'm not gonna be not a great part of the movie and not a huge part of it it was like a two-minute scene (laughs) that's what i'm saying i was like when i see this now i'm not gonna be like oh my gosh you really did that in real life i'll be like cool you know, it's it's like one of those ones like where you remember, you know, you see movies and you find out a fact about it and you're nudging your person. You're like, oh, did you know that really happened type of thing? And then you're like this. You're like, yeah, that happened. Cool. Uh, let's go. But I mean, we're all, we're all inundated with it. So a, a spectacular shot is nothing that's going to put people's butts in seats anymore because they can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> right. Well, and this is the thing, too, is I, I we've talked about this briefly is I think maybe the movie industry kind of needs to pump the brakes on putting movies out because they're just like pumping stuff out you know you have paramount pumping out their own stuff netflix discovery hbo they're all making their own stuff you know trying to compete with each other like slow down guys because you were there's an oversaturation in my opinion 
There is, but I, I, I feel I was actually having this discussion last week uh, about this whole scenario of they could be so much better movies and better TV shows if they just spent just a little more time, you know, like the the flash if somebody just would have stopped like, you know what, these effects suck. Just give us a couple more months to nail this down and make it look right. But all these streaming services, all these theaters, it's not about quality anymore. They have to have something new because what do all the streaming services require you to do? You have to have new content. If you don't have something new that all these subscribers are watched, then they just cancel their subscription and watch something else. So mm-hmm. you have to have that weekly, monthly, quarterly content that is just, there's always something new that you recognize to keep on all those platforms, which it's it sucks because some of those could be so much better. We just finished Secret Invasion yesterday on Disney Plus and it was decent enjoyable watch but the ending was very very lackluster and it, it feels like the whole show is like oh yeah just 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 get it just finish it we got to have some just just slap this on there okay we got to get it out like is is how the ending felt to the show well and that's the thing too is i think with the streaming services too is you know maybe pump the brakes on the qual on the quantity and also like i know we've all gotten custom to it and everything like that. And I don't think it's a necessarily a good thing to be honest with you, but that's binging. Mm-hmm. I think if the streaming services would, you know, kind of go back to the network TV days of an episode a week, I know that Disney plus did that with secret evasion. And I know they've done that with some other, other Marvel shows and like the Mandalorian and everything like that. And I kind of, oh, well, every, every place that. is doing it. That's what Apple's doing it. Disney plus is doing it. Netflix, even Netflix is splitting their binge where even they do those big seasons, they're splitting them at least in half. Yeah, but I think they need to like pump it a little bit more because I mean, like Netflix is they'll they'll put out a show and then unless it's a huge hyped show, they'll just put it all out there. Like you know, Squid Games, I think they did every week and everything like that, and the uh, Physical One Hundred they did every week, and I I I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, we were raised on that, so maybe that's why I appreciate it. But I also think it like it gives it time to simmer, and you get to savor the show mm-hmm. as opposed to oh, cool, they have the whole season one up. All right, now what? When there's nothing else coming out for how long? All right, cancel my subscription. You know, why even have this app? That type of thing. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and, there, and there's pros and cons to it because I look at the the converse side of that. Of there'll be a lot of shows coming. Oh, you can watch an episode every week. I'm like, ah, I'm not waiting around and time out after <laughs> this. So I'll just watch it when it all comes out. And there's a number of shows that we've seen. Like, oh, that's exciting. But I've waited until they've all been out just so I can binge it in one sitting because I I don't want to. Growing up with TV the way it was in the past, I, I don't want to be tied down and have, oh, next Thursday I can watch it. Oh, I can watch it next Thursday. Oh, screw it. I'll watch it when I want. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's it's a one and done type of thing like when we were growing up because that did suck. You know, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen next week on Ninja Turtles? And then you're like, yeah, you missed that episode. You're like, maybe sometime in the next two or three years, you might catch a rerun of that episode. Yeah, again. you're sitting there, you're all excited. You wake up Saturday morning to watch it and your parents are like, all right, we got to go to the store. What? No. <laughs> or there's the compelling story. Like, oh, what's going to happen next? And then the next episode is like some fantasy dream flashback that has nothing to do with the rest of the show. And you're like, come on. What is this? What happened to Megatron? Why oh, are man, they the underwater f- kissing mermaids? <laughs> the filler episodes of like the sitcoms when it's like it, it does something heart wrenching. And then the next one's like the montage show or the recap show of like where they go through everything. You're like. <laughs> I hate, oh man, those episodes are, anyway. But what I'm hoping, though, is that maybe Hollywood and everything like that, because, I mean, Oppenheimer 
it was announced what like two years ago or something like that i remember mm-hmm. seeing something i was like oh that looks good barbie was announced and you're like oh, okay taking the time to develop it and i'm hoping that this writer strike that's going on right now helps that because mm-hmm. i think if i'm remembering correctly the last time we had a writer strike would win like the mid 2000s right yeah the stuff that came out then was atrocious like i remember the the was a season four or whatever of the office there was only like 12 episodes and they were not great there was a few good ones but not great but then the stuff that we had afterwards was pretty good mm. and because there was that new song so i'm hoping you know i know a lot of people are sitting here going oh you can't believe they canceled like deadpool 3's put on hiatus right now and everything like that i'm like and anything that's put on hold right now i i figure it a blessing because trying to push things through without the writers that were part of making the show not a good idea <laughs> I know we've already seen we've already seen what happens. I mean, you can look at some of the movies from the mid two thousands that were part of that, where they just pushed it through with other you know B list writers or whatever. Look, look what happened to the movies that were supposed to come out in twenty twenty with the coronavirus thing. How many of those got butchered and torn apart because of staffing issues and having on those? And look, some of the garbage that came out in the year or two following that. That yep. wasn't even the writers' strike. That was just eh, stuff didn't work the way we expect. Yeah, I, I mean, there were some good movies too. Don't get me wrong, that came out during the pandemic you know that just fell to the wayside because they didn't have marketing for them mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't or if they if they did the marketing they did the marketing way wrong because mm-hmm. I, I can't remember there was one movie where i remember seeing the marketing like, i don't look good and then i watched it i was like that was nothing like what they said it was going to be <laughs> but i don't know it, i mean it, it'll be interesting too with the future because i was reading about uh disney is going to be pushing to just get rid of blu-rays and dvds altogether they've already done it in some latin american countries and they could do it in australia and like because there's some place where you can buy a uh, a steel book of the wandavision series but you're not actually buying a dvd it's just like a collector's tin with some pictures and stuff inside like why why would anyone buy that but they don't you know, sell enough the DVDs and, and Blu-rays. They don't sell enough, and they're just like, let's just get rid of them. And then it goes the other side of it. I was watching some some TikTokers the other day that were complaining about, I was looking at my Amazon books, and some of my books that I bought years ago were just, just gone. How can they do that? And other people going on their digital movie collections, and they find out that a movie's missing because they, the studio lost the rights to it. I, I don't understand how they can possibly do this. And, Hence my neuroticism of saving the hard copies of the movies that I love because I don't trust streaming services to always have what I want. And well, he- if Disney does this, they basically will be able to recreate their vault. If they bring all their stuff into the Disney Hulu bundle and then you're not able to watch it anywhere except there, then they suddenly have their vault back in action again. If they can create a, a commodity that people want and need, in quotes, the air quotes for that, then people will stick with their service because it'll be the only place they can actually watch it. Because if you can't buy a physical copy, how else are you going to watch it? Yeah, my my whole thing about this too is you know you said about the seal book. So video game, the video game companies have been doing that as of recently um, for the past I think five years or so, where they've like pre-ordered. You can get the steel book. You get the steel book. There's no game in it. Yeah. You have you have a you have a the plastic case or a digital copy of it, and then you get the steel book and you can, you know, do whatever you want with it. Also, you know, a recent story came out, and this is something we can cover in a different podcast too, but a recent story came out where there is a lot of games, like video games, that are just hard to find and disappearing because, you know, the the phys- they were physical media and now they're kind of they're rare and you can't get them digitally. So that's like I'm kind of okay with Disney doing this because at least it might help. I mean, how many movies have we seen like 
oh like you you and me like you you what was it a few years ago you thought of a movie and you're like man I, I haven't seen that movie in forever but i can't find a copy of it anywhere the dirt bike and, kid yeah that one and <laughs> but i mean how good would that be if if you know because it was a physical media and nobody took the time to upload it or anything like that it's hard to find if disney's going to go full digital like this it'll make things easier to find. I know that there's a whole like, oh, they're taking away stuff and everything like that, but it's a double-edged sword. It really yeah. is. Because my, my fear is the big thing is if, if it keeps moving this way, then I imagine somewhere down the line that Disney would be able to cut ties and be like, all right, anybody that ever bought a Disney movie on Google or on Amazon or on Vudu or on anything else, like, oh, sorry, you guys can't watch those anymore. Do you go to refund? Oh, no, no. I mean, we'll, it's, we'll, it's, we'll give you your rights back, but we're not going to give you any money back. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like, if you think about it, it like, and I know where you're coming from, but also on the same side, it's like when you buy a DVD or a video game or something like that, and then you sell to a garage sale, it's like, I don't get the full money back, you know, 50 cents. And now I don't have that movie anymore. So mm. it's kind of like that. I mean, if you're not, I mean, do you know, do you know every digital movie that you have? I may or may not have a spreadsheet to keep my computer because I'm neurotic okay. like that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 for video games, I'm the same way with all my digital games. But like, you know, that's the thing is like some people will be like, oh, I could have sworn I had this movie. Oh, maybe not. You know, it's that Mandela effect to start your brains like, you know, whatever. But, but there's it, actually for, for Voodoo, there's actually a plugin that somebody's made on Google Sheets that you can have a plugin and upload your connect, account to it. And it will you can export a spreadsheet and it'll show you every movie that's been added to your library and then any, and any stipulations of when or it was or not added on to it. So if you compare spreadsheets, then you can look and see exactly what movies were taken off or what versions changed. Because I've noticed a few of mine, too, there'll be a movie, but then the next time I check, it'll be the director's cut, and the next time I check, it'll be some other version of it because they just change whatever it's linking to, and then they can full Mandela affect you because they could actually edit movies from the past and take out scenes, and you would never notice it. Like the fact that I bought... I bought Josie and the Pussycats on the DVD at Walmart back in the day, and it was an edited version. I had no flipping idea about it until <laughs> I watched somebody else's. I'm like, wait a sec, they they said what? <laughs> I was gonna say it's just like when you you know you'd watch movies on like UPM twenty or something like that during the summer. You're like, what kind of version of Lethal Weapon is this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to Geekish, Geekish, where we go off on tangents. Um... <laughs> That's what we do. It's, it's, it's our thing. Changes. I mean, we're still we're still within the movie realm. It's just I I don't know. I'm I'm excited to kind of see what comes from this. I don't know. I'm going to say like Barbie resurgence, like the the bringing the movie theater back, but also the writer strike hopefully can help fix that too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and and it's. I feel like if they can work on making movies the experience, if they could have the Oppenheimer Barbie effect on a lot of things and create movies and stories that are that exciting that people want to go to the theater with their friends and watch it together in a big screen, that's awesome. Yeah, they're going to need streaming content, but not maybe not maybe your summer blockbusters aren't your streaming content. Maybe that's a whole different world. It's like streaming content versus theater content. Maybe you take a little bit different look at how you're going to market it, how you're going to put it out, the what you're going to make. So. Well, and I, I, uh, I know we've become spoiled, and I kind of regret saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like maybe pump the brakes on putting it to streaming so fast, because I remember what Mario came out in June, and then it was already streaming or May, and it was already streaming. Like you could buy it digitally in like the end of June, 
and then it's coming out streaming next month. Because uh, I, I, I was gonna say, I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy this. I was like, oh no, it's gonna be on Paramount Plus. I don't need to buy it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's one of the big things you hit it right on the head for. If, why people aren't going to theaters is because there is that it's with expensive as people think theaters are. I'm not gonna go pay twelve bucks to go watch this movie. It's gonna I'll just wait a month and I can watch it on my on my home TV. But mm-hmm. if it's something somebody wants to see and you, it's back like when we were growing up, but okay, well, if you don't see it in theaters, then you're not going to have a chance to see it until Christmas. Oh, right. Eh, maybe I'll go check it out. Okay, it's probably worth 10 bucks. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, too. I think you you kind of nailed it, too, when you said the, the movie theater experience. It and the, You know, a lot of people, when you say the movie theater experience, they're like, oh, I'm overpaying for a ticket. I'm overpaying for popcorn. I'm overpaying for snacks. No, I think the movie theater experience is where you get to go and experience a movie with people who are excited about it like when i saw people coming out of the barbie movie and waiting to go into the barbie movie and they're all pink they're all sitting there talking and comparing stuff i'm like that's what it should be it yeah be- you're still gonna go to the theater and get that annoying person sitting next to you every mm-hmm. once in a while but i think that's what it should be there, there's nothing quite like being an opening weekend of a movie theater full of people that are really excited about the same thing that that vibe you just can't match anywhere else it can't happen for every movie we've talked about that in the past but when you can get that feeling of a whole bunch of people all sitting together in this public space that are like this is this is awesome we're all here together for this this is rad it's a great feeling <laughs> well i think that's i think that's you know what the the I, to me, that's what a summer blockbuster should be about. It's not mm. about, oh, the biggest action scenes and everything like that. I think it's about the feeling where everybody is excited, genuinely excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just opening. Story. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just ex- opening weekend because Barbie's been out for, what, two weeks now? And it's still yeah, huge. Yeah, the, still... the, the, the kid wants to go see it again, so we're looking at tickets. And if we don't want to sit in the first three rows, half the showings are full. You're like, oh. That hasn't happened in a long time either. This is where I miss going back and, you know, getting there early to pick your seat. I'm just saying. Because then you could just go see it and you just have to make sure you get there 45 minutes early to get a good seat. 45 minutes. If you had to get there 45 minutes for Mission Impossible, guess how long you're in the theater there, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) My day is shot. Well, so let us know what you think. Uh, what What is going to save movie theaters? As, as did Barbie and Oppenheimer, did this whole summer blockbuster season actually save movie theaters? AMC stock prices seem to think so. But, or is this just a blip and it's going to go back to, ah, it'll be a bunch of garbage and movie theaters are just going to disappear sooner or later. Let us know in the comments at Geek Issues where you can find us on all the social medias. I'm Beto, and uh, on behalf of me and Derek, thanks for what? You're watching, listening, whatever you're doing. One of the two. I wish, and or into or this. Both. I wish one of my friends has Mattel stock, and I wish I would have been smart like that to get Mattel stock before Barbie came in. Anyway, <laughs> next time, gadget. All right, we'll talk at you soon. It was, and probably one of our longest ones ever. <laughs>